Welcome to episode 19 of Fat Chat. We've got the most beautiful beards and one bald, non-bearded fellow with us. Yeah, hair. Some. On top. Right. <laughs> Way more hair than I do. Yeah. Well, uh, we don't get to talk much. Beard, you shave it, you slap it on your head. You, you should good. do that. For <laughs> about cubic meters of body hair. Yeah, if you do it just right, you might look like the uh, Trumpster. I'll definitely win. You haven't seen my legs. Oh. Oh. <laughs> So Yikes. episode 19, we brought Peter back because we got tired of birthday boy Zach and his birthday wishes. And his, his month-long birthday. Month long birthday. His birthday party right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, his month-long His seventh party. birthday party. cake every day this week so far. He's, <laughs> he's doing really well for himself. I hope he's happy. <laughs> hope you're doing good. Uh, but supporting in Search Disc 4 is our buddy Josh. How's it going, Josh? Hi, everybody. It's Josh. And, of course, we have Mr. James over there, the video game fight. How's it going, guys? Um, been a bi- busy week with gaming. Uh, we had uh, GDC. Yeah. Which was cool. We got a lot of announcements. My favorite announcement from there was we finally got some info on PlayStation VR. Um, specifically, we got... Uh, Release month. It'll be releasing October of this year, and then we got a price for it, which is three ninety nine ninety nine for just the VR. Um, realistically, it's going to cost you about five hundred dollars because you can get a bundle for five hundred, which comes with the VR set, the PlayStation camera, which is required, two Move controllers, which you're going to need, and um, I think two games it comes with like a demo game and like a real game the playroom or, or whatever. Exactly. The is it is that the PS three Move controllers? Yes. Okay. So the same, same Move ones. controllers as the PS three, and actually. Um, Supposedly, the demo disc is actually all the demos that were playable at PSX. Oh, really? Oh. So it'll have the horror game, oh, uh, London Heist. Wait, wait, uh, are, you, are, are you referring to the horrible horror game that puts you into a forest outside of a cabin doing nothing for two minutes and scares Peter half to death? He was in like a mine shaft, if I remember. No, I was, uh, I was on a roller coaster and there it stops yeah. in front of like a house and the chick comes out and just jumps in your face. And then you cry in a room full of people. <laughs> so, for anybody who hasn't listened to the podcast about PSX, we're in like a line. So you actually had to queue up for it. We signed up for it the day before PSX even happened to get into VR. You had to like sign up for it. So we're like in line, and they basically you go up there. They send you to a random uh, game. They're all demos. They're all about four to five minutes long, and you know it's just kind of as one person finishes, the next person in line goes. So we're like in line, and sure enough, the one person with us, Peter, who hates horror games, gets put into the. I didn't tell you what game. game it is. So I sit down, and it starts on a roller coaster. It was really cool. I actually grabbed my seat because I thought I was in the roller coaster. Nice. And I'm going up and down over the mountains and stuff, and then all of a sudden it just comes to a halt after about five minutes, and it stops in front of this like <laughs> creaky old house. And you can see your hands because you have the move controls. It's so. so brutal. So your hands are in your view as well. Yeah. So oh, good. You just stop, and I'm like, "Is this thing broken?" I'm like trying to touch buttons on the little roller coaster cart I'm in, and I look left, and there's nothing, and I look right, and there's still nothing, and I look back left, and she's right in my face, and she screams like right <laughs> in my face, and I'm like, "I'm in a room that's like 20 other people in VR demos next to me," and I'm like, "Rah!" <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Piece out Dude, that's brutal. That's, that's like watching yeah. you play. Uh, and then the doors open. It goes into like a whole haunted house. I'm like, great. I get the f- one fucking VR like horror game. Oh man, that was like that. Let's play. What would uh, we what, did that until dawn? Yeah, until dawn. Him. The oh, next play dawn. with the raccoon. I have never jumped so hard. What about life. uh? So my question for you with horror games is: Would you feel better if you were playing a horror game and someone was sitting next to you? No, I don't watch horror movies. I don't. 
play horror games. I don't do. The only way I like to play horror games is someone playing with me, so I I can pretend to be strong for them. <laughs> <laughs> I just internalize the fear, and I'm like, that didn't scare me at all. But then I can, imagine, like, I can imagine watching you play Dead Space like that. <laughs> yeah, just blank face, no emotion. I'm like, I'm so strong. No, this I literally is scary. Like, almost broke my controller when the oh raccoon jumped out of the kitchen closet in so So I know. Three of us here. I don't. I don't think you have. Nope. But I know we've all tried the Samsung VR. Oh yes. Peter and I got to play. Uh, obviously, the PlayStation VR at uh, PlayStation Experience this past year. I guess it was. Um, Four hundred dollars. Realistically, in a real world, it's five hundred dollars for somebody who doesn't have the setup. Is it worth it? Is the money there? You, you have to. It. It's so easy to compare with the Samsung VR because they're the two I've tried. Correct. So what I played at PSX, I feel like. They're exactly the same experience so far. In fact, the Samsung VR has a better field of view, so you see more left and right than you do with the Morpheus. And Morpheus was such a big headset, plus it's wired. For me, it was a small head, like it wasn't focused just right. With the head. Samsung VR is actually clearer, I feel like, plus it's much cheaper. So I actually disagree. I agree with you on the larger field of view. The Samsung VR, it truly immersed me. You know, my peripherals were seeing the things as well. Uh, the PlayStation VR is more tunneled, but for me, it was crystal clear. And obviously, I have a bigger head. Sure. The the headset fit me a lot better than I'm sure it fit you. But we've on both sides, I've just seen like pretty tech demos, and side by side, they're the same thing. So did, I'm sure Morpheus is capable of much more. I just haven't seen it. Did the model change at all? Do we know? With Morpheus? Since the demo, because the demo was a while ago. Well, no, PlayStation we, we played VR. a PlayStation experience. That's what's, yeah, the well, Morpheus. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> it's not Morpheus anymore. Oh, that was that their was code, code name, name yeah. for it. It's now PlayStation okay. VR. Yeah, PlayStation <laughs> VR changed from the Morpheus demo. No, what we played is going to be basically the final release. Okay. So it is, sure like, how tunneled are we talking about, though? Huh? I saw black on the outside. With the v- the Samsung VR was so small, I didn't notice it. Yeah, it with the really Samsung VR, you feel like you're there. Yeah. It was really just like a border more than anything. Like if you looked up, you kind of saw it. If but you you're down. conscious of it. Like you, it's there. You See, for I mean? me though, I was so immersed. So I got to play like an actual more um, like interactive game is the word I'm looking for. Which one did you play? So I got to play London Heist, uh, which basically you're in a car right after you robbed a bank. And the dude's driving, you're in the side, uh, you're in the passenger seat, and then cars are driving up. And basically it starts off with you just in the car. Nothing's really happening. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to see like what I can do. So I like reached forward and I was like, I could turn on the radio and I could turn it up and down. I could like mess with the like vents for the AC. And then I was like, oh, well, there's a glove box here. So I like open that up. Sure enough, like in the glove box, there's like a can, there's like uh, clips to a gun, all kinds of stuff like that. So I'm like, all right, like where's the limit? Obviously as gamers, we always want to find that wall. What, where can I not go any further than? So I like pick up the can. I'm like, oh, I can I, like throw it at the driver, bounces off his head. I was like, okay, cool. Did he, he react got, to in any way? He like said something. Thing. He didn't like move, but he like said something like, hey, I'm driving, you know, something simple like that. So then I like pick up the can again and I'm like, okay, well, I'm in a car. So I open up the door. I'm like, does this work? Throw the can out the door. Sure enough, it goes. You see it bounce along the street. It's done. Um, then a guy hands you the gun. People start rolling up. You start shooting them. There's a bag of clips next to you. So as you shoot, you actually have to remove the clip from the gun, reach over to the bag, grab a new clip, insert it, and keep shooting. Once again, trying magazine. to find magazine, whatever. I'm trying to find. You're welcome. So You're welcome. Yeah, I, can, I can see you were ticking You're welcome. Now. Um, either way, I keep once again trying to find that wall. Where can I, you know, where can I stop? So at a certain point, I'm looking to the left, shooting. I reach over and I can grab a clip without even looking at it. So magazine. Intuitive enough. Watch it. Okay. <laughs> I can grab the magazine. 
Without even looking at without it. Without even looking at it. I That's awesome. Just reach over, and it was intuitive enough to know where I was positioned. Know what you wanted to do. What was near me, and then even one step further, where is this wall? I could literally look out the door that was opened behind me and look at the back of the truck as people were driving up. So, I mean, short of me being strapped in the chair... You know, in the game, there really, I couldn't find any walls. There was that short border, but I had gotten so immersed by just being able to reach over, grab Did a magazine. Did actually strap you in the chair? No. Oh, I'm going to have people try like, <laughs> to jump out of the car. Yeah. It, was like, it, it did give me that feeling. Like At first, I did see that border, but once I was so immersed in the game, once I, there was so much going on, it just, kind of faded away. It just went away. I was, Im- I was truly immersed in the experience I was playing, and that little border... Just it didn't even affect me anymore. Well, that's so. good. I mean, I, I'm I'm really, really, really excited to start playing some VR. Like it's something I've always wanted, and I'm and now that it's coming out and it's like at my fingertips. I'm excited. We should go on to note that that $500 bundle does not come with a PlayStation 4. No, nope. you have to have a PlayStation 4. Correct. PlayStation. Correct. Um, for me though, I personally feel like it is there. The VR feels a lot more solid than like the Samsung one. I also don't have to put my phone in it for whatever reason. Like I hear they overheat really quickly, like your phone does with the Samsung VR. I don't want to put my seven hundred dollar phone in something that's well, going to overheat. The newer ones are pretty it. good. Like the S seven VR is a different model and it doesn't heat up as much. So, yeah. but as far as like the experience and like the actual video quality and everything goes, they're really just the same. They're just little tech demos. There's nothing in PlayStation like Morpheus that you couldn't do in the Samsung. The gear. support. And that's where I think it is. It's sure, like down the, the road, and I'm sure the Morphe is much more capable of what, than what we've seen. But like right now, you could play the same games on both of them. I'm sure. You know what I mean, so what, so the question from for me then is, uh, are you guys going to get it? Oh yeah, I'm getting the VR. Yeah? It actually okay. is uh, reservable Tuesday. Okay. Um, which would be the 23rd. Yes, maybe question mark. Um. So if you haven't, they're available for reserve. Um, I think most places you can reserve them on Amazon, which is, of course, free. They'll charge you the 500 400 whatever it is when they ship. Uh, different retailers have them. I think most retailers, it's like $100 down uh, to get the reserves. So they are coming out. You know, they're going to hit the ground, and I will have mine reserved. You said 100%. that was Tuesday? Yeah. Okay, tw- 22nd for those wondering. Isn't Tuesdays and yesterday, technically? Isn't yesterday, correct. Now, exactly. you guys may know this answer. I do not. That's why it's a question. Okay. Uh, what multiplayer games will be coming out on launch? We just um, saw that one multiplayer game on the stage at PSX. Remember? What was that? The one that failed miserably? Oh, uh, it was like a Tron. Yeah. It was like a Tron demo. Oh, I like, so sorry for that guy. One of the controllers. Well, that's embarrassing. Well, like the controller like turned off and he like couldn't get it back on. So the dude's arm is like over Having here. Because like <laughs> like, uh, the controller broke. It was kind of like a Tron. You, they were throwing discs at each other. Uh, there's also the game Rigs, which is like a robot fighting game. Ah, I know that one. Um, yeah. That one looks yeah, really boy. cool. I saw that one um, in a Game Informer, I think. I really wanted to play E-Valkyrie, but we didn't get a chance over there. Like, and then the game looks so good. The number one reason to have a PlayStation VR, it's probably going to have multiplayer 100-foot robot golf. Yep. What? Yep. I don't know. I'm, I think well, I remember you talking about that before. It is nothing like the name would le- lead you to think it is. <laughs> you are exactly a like hundred foot robot that Playing plays golf. golf. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I figured. <laughs> but there's no actual golf going on, it seems like. <laughs> there's plenty of golf. Yeah. No, it's just <laughs> crashing your club into skyscrapers. Uh, come up and start beating for, the players. Uh, I'm more hyped for Job Simulator. Yes. Yep. That also looked a lot That was fun. so funny at the time, though, because we saw like the logos of all the different things, and we're like, we saw Job Simulator, we're like, what the f- who the hell wants to play like we're gonna like make Starbucks or something like who wants to do that if it's like office space I'll play it and they showed the actual demo like yes this is great well it was great so basically it's just overly ridiculous it's like the world 
it's like 2088 or something and like humans have basically become useless and so robots have to like train humans to do things and so you're like in a job simulator and it's just the most ridiculous thing like at one point this guy like takes a tennis ball and he puts it in a copy machine and it just starts producing tennis balls to the yeah. point where he's just like fills his office full of tennis balls <laughs> uh, yeah but i love how like normal it starts off he's like making coffee pour sugar in the coffee and then grabs the whole cup and just throws it over the <laughs> cup, like. <laughs> I, uh, I was actually i actually watched a video about uh, the developers of the game mm-hmm. um where they were talking about their game and essentially they played through it so many times that if it can interact and you can interact with it it's there so anything that you see inside of that entire office in that game can interact with each other. You can interact with it. You can right. make three things. You can even like unplug your computer and like plug it into the microwave if you want. And like see, that's, take the see, microwave. That's awesome. Full put it in the game machine. Cool. Like yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. So I mean, it's kind of cool that uh, VR is finally hitting. That we're finally going to go there. There's also a new rumor going around uh, with the VR announcement that Sony might possibly be in the work of what they're calling, like, a, it, not officially Sony, but what people are calling the PlayStation 4.5, which is apparently a vamped up PS4. It will be able to run games in 4K and give um, uh, enhance basically VR quality. Give me now. Um, Straight up. Once again, there's it's it's all pretty much rumors right now. Kutaku's actually the one who posted it. It's um, a pretty reliable source so far, it seems, though. And Sony hasn't like come out and said, no, you're full of it, or anything like that. And then there's also like a lot of discussion, like, is it something you can buy for your PS4 and upgrade it? Is it going to be like a whole new console in itself? I bet it's going to be a whole new console because they want to keep the price point. They it's going to be like a money. PlayStation 2 Slim. Like when they and it exactly. seems believable yeah, oh yeah, because def- yeah. it's not like a whole hardware upgrade where you can't play games on the PS4. Or you have to have the 4.5. They just weren't playing 4K. Correct. So, and the, I mean, the PlayStation 4 already puts out 4K video, just not 4K games. Exactly. So That's it's not cool. Like so essentially huge. suck at PC players. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my PC can do way more than yeah. 4K, so well, suck it. We're, you also, you also have a screen the size of a freaking My screen is literally field. higher resolution than 4K already. Yeah, no, that screen is magnificent. Yeah. And wait till I break it. <laughs> it's, like, right. it's like the windshield of my car. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so to bounce over to Microsoft now, because we talked a little about Sony, uh, Microsoft recently just put out a poll. Uh, they basically emailed it out to people. It's just kind of a survey to feel like where people are, what they're comfortable with, and everything like that. One question, which is actually kind of crazy and innovative, is Xbox, one of the questions is, would you sell back digital games to us for 10% of their retail value? So you take your digital huh. game that you spent 60 bucks on, you're done playing it, you're, you, know, you want the hard drive space freed up, sell the licensing right back to them, and they'll give you six bucks in Xbox credit. But what would they do once you give it back to them? What do they do with it? You just can't play it anymore? Limited license. Yeah, they just revoke the license so it no longer plays on your system. Interesting. But they give you $6 back. Um, Would would they talk about maybe having that work for 360? So they haven't really talked about it. It was just in a survey. Okay, right. It was really simply stated just, would you be interested in selling back digital games for 10% of the value? That was basically how it was worded. That would sell me a console. If If I could sell back every single one of my Xbox 360 digital games, which I have a ton of, some that aren't even downloaded, for a voucher, that is for a voucher to get off of... You know, an ex- the price of an Xbox One, I would buy an Xbox One at that point. Okay, so it sounds like a great idea for us, but on the back end, when they take that six bucks, they give you that six bucks, where does it come from? Do they, do they take it back from the developer? Like, like That's a very it, good question. I mean, My assumption is not. Is it more just uh, like 
Maybe like it's a, not actual money. It's just straight digital. It's six dollars in Microsoft credit. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, but does okay. that currency come out of Microsoft Pocket just to try and get you to buy more games? Is that the idea? Yes, because if you bought it for them for sixty, they're digital. They are, their overheads obviously we've talked about it before. Their overhead on a digital is obviously much lower on a physical. That six dollars is probably coming out of that additional overhead that they're making. I just hope that they don't pass it on to the developers and it just becomes the same problem that used is. And I agree, but at that point where it's like I said, I think that's coming out of that that top line where they said, okay, maybe we spend $6 on making a case. Now that we're not making that case, we can give that $6 back, and then $6 doesn't buy you a video game, so you're going to have to put more money in to buy something new. Sure. So this is not actual you know, money money. Uh, couldn't that just be more looked at as a, as a discount on the game more than anything else? That way they're not actually losing anything. They're creating yeah. wealth at that point. Yeah, I mean... Can't For me, bigger than anything, I mean, cool, I mean, I think it's a cool idea personally. I have a lot of digital games. To me, it speaks more to the way the gaming industry is moving. It's moving yeah, more to that, phys- that digital away from physical. You know, the Xbox One was even talking about not having discs at all. People kind of lost their minds. Well, what if I don't want it anymore? All this stuff. I think this is kind of Microsoft testing the waters again instead of jumping all in like they did with the Xbox One and saying, we're just not going to have discs. They're approaching it from a smarter point of view this time. I agree. People just need to let go of the discs and get on with their lives. I agree. PC players, like when you build a PC, you just you literally stare at that thing and you're like, do I need a DVD like player even? No, I I can just get Windows on a flash drive and I'm good. I don't know the last time I bought a disc for my PC. No, neither do I. I haven't. I don't can't remember the last time I've seen a PC game in a box. Like I, everything I've ever done is through Steam, through Origin, through UPlay, through other things. Even like my digital. stuff, I buy like my screen cam with a little disc for the drivers, but that goes straight in the trash because I can just download the you drivers. Just down, if you connect yep. immediately to the internet, it does it for you. Yeah. So you know what plug last PC game you saw that was physical? Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time, which is my indie box game. Boom. Oh, I didn't and see it that. Came with <laughs> a Steam <laughs> key. It did come with a Steam key as well. Did you? Do and it also Steam came key, by the way because I threw the trash the box out. Um, no, but I took a picture of it. So Good. smart. Okay. Um, <laughs> once again, for me, it's more the awesomeness of the way that the video game industry is moving. For me, I do digital. I haven't bought a physical game. Follow up in forever. Yeah. Yes. It's still in the box too, though. But I also bought a digital copy. I bought a physical yeah. copy of it, and now that's like my display of like that's right. I have an unopened. I have the Pit Boy, Pit Boy edition. <laughs> Suck it. Everyone hate him. Yeah. Hate him now. Please hate him. That's all I want. Josh is very hey, we angry. Have four of them. Only four in the house. Yeah, only four we in the get house. Yeah, in one house. We kept it. We kept it dialed back. <laughs> he said we didn't get outrageous. Um, <laughs> kind of more on like the new things that uh, companies are trying. Apparently, the Far Cry Primal pre-order bonus DLC. Um, it is actually purchasable now for the $7. Mammoth, the Mammoth Mission? Yep. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Um, so that's kind so of a first as well. You buy it if you want. You can just buy it. So now you didn't need to go into a retailer. You didn't need to pre-order it. You didn't need to put that money down. Okay, so pre-order is $5. It goes towards the game. It gets you that bonus for free. How but that's also the, uh, $7. $7. $7. So it's a little bit more expensive, but you can choose to pay it. You do it on your terms. You don't have to like put it in early and then give that company that $5 for however long. You see, there used to be a time where you were, you know, doing the pre-orders meant something. Like you got something substantial behind it, things that nobody would be able to buy in the future. And then I think about three years ago, maybe four years ago now, everything that you could get in a pre-order bonus is available six months later for purchase. And it's this whole time I'm thinking, why do I keep doing this? Why do I keep pre-ordering? Sometimes they just give it to you for free. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's most of the pre-order bonuses recently. Is like you get early access to this. Right. Yeah. This you get the like the final weapon in Battlefront. You literally got like 
like the most powerful pistol for reserving it. And that's like the only gun people run around with anymore. And yep. same thing with like Call of Duty. Like you get these skins early. You don't have to earn them in game. But Assassin's Creed, you get pants. You get pants. Yeah, you got pants. <laughs> um, so to me, this is kind of cool too. Once again, like I'm very pro digital with this stuff. I'm very much about supporting um, the developers. Yes. And then if I do need to support a company, I would like the, my money to go to Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo and put it into their shop. Um, instead of you know going to a third party, which is then you know a brick and mortar store, which is going to take their cut, then give it back. It's by the time it even gets back, it's going to be so watered down. So if I'm going to support any company, I'd like it to be the video game companies who support me with their consoles. I so agree. Down with brick and mortar. <laughs> okay, so we've done Sony, we've done Microsoft, we did. We got to do right? Nintendo. Oh, they're still around. We got to do Nintendo. So Pokemon. A token token tournament uh, did come out, and you got is whooped brilliant. up <gasps> by your and girlfriend. Got whooped up by his by girlfriend. Your girlfriend. So Whoa, when you guys all left up. later, <laughs> we won't. Even, we'll just gloss over that because I don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> we'll discuss that later. Me Tomo, the first Nintendo uh, smartphone game, uh, came out. And I like had to do game in air quotes. Game. It's not a game. It's a communication <laughs> app. It's a Facebook. It's a social media network. Game and it's on their proprietary phone. No, it's no, you can on any phone. Oh, it's all just oh, there's it's a now. Nintendo phone. Oh, for some reason, yes. For a moment there, I thought you were saying there was a Nintendo no, phone. There's a Pepsi Tomo, phone. It uh, launched in Japan in three days, had over a million downloads. That's Pretty a lot big of milestone. It's a lot of downloads really quickly. Um, but it is just a social media app essentially. You create a me. Your me's talk to each other. Hey, how are you doing? What did you do this weekend? Oh, I did this. You can even spend money in game to get new clothes, and that's like physical money or money you can earn over time by playing the game. Yeah, but that's perfect it's for like Japan, though. Street Pass meets Tomodachi Life on your phone. Oh yes. God! But they saw a lot of success with it. Once again, a million downloads in three days. They have said they're already working on another phone game, which will not be a communication app, and will feature a notable Nintendo name. Mario. Nope. They're thinking Pokemon. Nope. Game nope. & Watch. I mean, none of those Wario. Like, good things. I'm going Fire to Emblem. jump in your corner and say Mario because... I said We said Mario before with this even. Like, when they first started their partnership, I, okay. we said this. And, of course... Peter, you were right. Those are your fucking amiibos. You were right, Peter. <laughs> I will give that to you, okay? <laughs> I, don't tell, I don't agree with you on Nintendo sucking very often, but I will give you that one. Bad decision on Nintendo... They did it. They have now said it will not be a communication app. It will be a game, and it will feature a notable Nintendo character. So I'm going to say Mario. Like Mario Go, where you can catch all the Marios. That, that would explain. I'd play it. <coughs> that would explain. <laughs> I don't know if this is in your news. All the On YouTube, a lot of notable, uh, notable streamers on YouTube and Twitch, their Mario Maker videos were ripped down. Yep. Just randomly, just they just took him out without notice, just no out of the blue. And I'm thinking it might be because they're planning on a new Mario or something, or maybe they're trying to like, you know, keep, I don't. Who knows why? Trying to troll people. That's Nintendo's way. Maybe just being Nintendo, but you know, maybe there we can connect the dots there. And there's a big conspiracy about Mario going to take over your phone, and then it's going to release a sound that's going to cause everyone to go crazy for Nintendo products. Illuminati confirmed. People with brain control. Thing from Nintendo. We've been waiting for years now. Nintendo's been putting fluoride in your water. You got to watch out. Nintendo's been putting Pokemon in my life, and you keep at it. Illuminati confirmed right here. It happened here at Fat Island Gaming. We confirmed Illuminati. 
Okay, James, my yes, next sir. piece of news yes, is sir. actually something I feel like you are going to be excited about. All right, hit me. Uh, Bioware boss <laughs> Alistair McNally was at GDC. He was wearing a shirt of the new IP. Nobody noticed. Not a picture was taken from him, and nobody can figure out what the game is. What? But well, how do people know? What? So how, yeah. Later on, after GDC, he sends out a tweet. He's like, isn't it awesome that I can be at GDC 2016 wearing a shirt of my new IP and nobody can bat an eye? Oh. People are now losing their minds because he didn't do any panels. He didn't go on any stages. He was just walking around being a dude wearing a shirt of his new IP. Nobody noticed. So I now people know. are scouring the internet trying to find pictures of him online. I got to know. They can't do it. Somebody's got one somewhere dude, in their camera, and they don't even know and it. I'm so excited. Yes, well, dude, Bioware. Okay, of course, Bioware. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's just. Did you see me perk up? I did. They put they put gold out. He just shits gold. That's what. Yeah, that's doing. all he does. Yeah. I mean, Knights of the Old Republic, Mass Effect, of course, is my favorite game of all time. Yeah. I consider all three of them one you game. Got a Dragon Age. Dragon Age is amazing as well, but for me, it's just it's, it's 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 Mass Effect, man. Commander Shepard is my homie. I have a little pop. I don't have a lot of pops, but I have a Commander Shepard. And anytime I go somewhere, Commander Shepard comes with me and watches my back. Nice. They did also say that the team working on it is the core team behind the Old Republic. Oh. Um, from Bioware, so it's obviously going to be a sci-fi adventure. They've discussed it being a well, new they, world. Well, all, all new. They discussed it being new. Oh, being, okay, okay. You know, basically they oh, want thinking it, going Kotor sequel. No, they want it to be the the new Mass Effect, What's essentially. It, the new IP. Right. Well, yeah. Correct. It's a new IP. So. Wow. Really well, cool news, very though. excited then. Yes. Um, really crazy that a guy can literally wear a shirt like branding his new stuff. And nobody pays nobody attention. Can see it, yeah. Pay attention, and as soon as he announces it, people lose their mind. Way to go, internet. <laughs> That's why we love you and we keep you around. <laughs> so did so no one took pictures of the guy? No, like, well, it's like it's like painfully obvious. We saw that like it's part of the whole thing we're doing the developer shout out is because people don't recognize these faces. Even when we were at PSX, it was like the publisher lines to get your badges and those people staying in line and like I just started like looking people up on my phone. I was like, oh, that guy was like the head of that studio, and I didn't even know his face. Even further than that, we're at the PlayStation Experience. Everybody should know PlayStation, at least the big names. Peter and I are standing outside. He's smoking a cigarette. Shuhei <laughs> walks by like a hundred people. Nobody bats to go an in eye. a side door. I Peter and I like my cigarette. storm I him. That's a great I picture, by the way. I like run up to him and I'm like, I'm so sorry for like attacking you, sir. And he's like, oh, he's, dude was amazingly awesome. Man of very few words. Yeah, he just walks straight past like 100 people. Just yeah. like nobody noticed. He's just going nobody, to the side door. Like we're at the PlayStation experience and nobody notices the president of Sony Worldwide Studios. Like, yeah, these are these are people that have affected all of our li- lives yeah, absolutely. in very profound yeah. ways. Well, have you seen the picture that they got to take very candid outside with the t- with the, with Shuhei? Yeah. It's oh, an yeah. amazing picture. It's course, really nice looking. Our, I believe in Shuhei shirts. Mm-hmm. Because we believe. Peter's wearing and Peter's rocking his uh, Fat Island uh, hoodie. Yep. Very sweet. So that just shows, though, like even these huge notable names um, aren't recognized. So, of course, developers and stuff, they're just going to walk around. And so many people I didn't recognize. Like, I don't. And I look at I'm like, damn, I love that game. And like, that's the guy who makes it. And I didn't. Yep. So that's, you know, like he said, that's a reason we do these developer shout outs. It really yeah. is to like honor the people who put in, who slave, who do everything that they can. And, and that guy's probably walking around GDC and nobody even knew who he was, you know, like it's why half it. That's like, a really cool shirt, man. You know, great. So, so where are we at? Fun, fun. I just figured, you know, I figured you'd be excited. Uh, very. I knew yes. you'd be excited. 
And it was just a fun little tidbit. Thank of you, Brandon. Thank no, you very much. I, for I that. actually want to get on the scouring bandwagon. I like playing like. Let's do it. Batman Let's do this. on the internet. Um, last little bit. I don't even know if you. Oh, it's gaming news. Okay. Either way, uh, board game designer Eric Long is actually he did like the XCOM board game, mm. is the Warhammer card games, Game of Thrones card games. Is actually um, in the process of making a Bloodborne board game. Nice. That'll be interesting. That was fun. a fantastic title. Should be the sweet. XCOM board game was actually really, really, really cool because you can play it single player because there's nice. a app Did you we can see use. Here are the villains, and I almost bought it. Yeah, yeah. There's there's an app that you can use that actually does all the alien activity based on your inputs. That's awesome. And so it's always randomized and stuff. We can actually play it on Tabletop Simulator. I have a copy. Right up here. And it's Boom. free. So um, just something else. You know, we talk a lot about video games here, but gaming is much larger than that. A lot of us do play. I play a ton of Magic. Um, you know, card games in general, uh, even things like Flux and Munchkin. God, that game is um, I grew up throwing a D20. No, exactly. Yeah. You know, gaming is much more than just video games. And here at Fat Island Gaming, we are gamers at heart, not just video games. No, not at Gamers all. at heart. So I just wanted to make that notable. And I think this game will be really cool. It is based around a video game. So go check There's it out. There's actually a lot of board games uh, that are, are based off of video games. you got the Doom yep. board game, which got a lot of bunch of rewards. The XCOM video game. Let me think about um, XCOM basically. Even the video game version is a board game you're playing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, pretty much any tactics-based game really yeah. is, board, is a board game. It's so. kind of had that Warhammer feel with the distances and the move turns. It's pretty yep. cool. Yep. All right, you guys. Something serious. 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 Cheating in video games. As gamers, we deal with it a whole Shit. lot. We get it on online games when you run up to a dude, you shoot him 10 times in the face with a shotgun, and he runs around and kicks you and you die. We deal with it in single-player games where you find somebody, they're level one, and they have the best gun in the video game. So it can be stressful on many levels. It can be fun for certain gamers. Everybody kind of has their own feelings towards it. James, cheating on video games, online, and single-player. All right, well, I'll, uh, I'll start with online. Uh, to make it perfectly frank, I fucking hate online cheaters. Um, I've never understood the point. Yeah, you know who you are. I've never understood the point of shooting bullets through walls or clipping through walls just so that you can get an advantage. I mean, I guess, you know, there's the aspect of trolling, which Peter brought up off camera, uh, but I just, I, I don't get it. I, I don't understand. It ruins the experience for me. I want to have fun. If, I, if I'm not being challenged, why am I playing a game? I get that. Uh, as far as single player goes, um, I look at that a little bit differently. Um, I've always had the rule ever since I started gaming, and then I, I carried it on to my children as well. Uh, as long as you've beaten a single player game first, you've gone through the whole game like you're supposed to. And then you go back, you want to play it again. Maybe you want to add in, I don't know, you want to add in some money or you want to add in like a tank if you're playing GTA or something. I don't, I don't see an issue with that personally. I think at that point it can be fun because the story's no longer a surprise to you. So you might as well have some fun with it at the time. It's basically, you know, a new way to adventure. It's like exactly. going after an achievement later. It's just a new way to bring you in, yeah. a new way to kind yeah. of excite you. Pretty much. You choose your own adventure gaming, if you will. Yep. You did that a ton with GTA. I remember after I finished in San Andreas, I would just like spawn tanks and whatever and just make absolute chaos. Yeah. Yep. But as far as like actually cheating in a game, I try not to do it because I've done it a lot in the past, but it just ruins a game for me. No matter like if it's The Sims, I'll do infant money because I'm like, oh, I just want to build this really cool house and then I'll build it. And an hour later, I'm done with the game. I put it down. I won't touch it again. I can't even go back and play it normally because I'm just... I've just ruined it for myself. And then he also so. does really weird stuff. Like when we got our new studio set up for our podcast, he's like, I'm going to draw it in The Sims. 
<laughs> you made. And so he probably, you, you, he, he probably made this needed, in Sims. Yeah, he probably needed. So I was trying to plan out where everything went. He's like, all right, so we got like our desk. Nice, <laughs> nice. So, and then obviously your infinite money help. Is that life cheating? <laughs> but I still don't play the Sims anymore because I got bored of it like in like an hour. Gaming, you're that dick who you're the dick who shoots through walls. No, I'm not. I don't even. You had to like. <laughs> I thought you said online dating. He's I'm like the dating. Dick who shoots through walls. <laughs> 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 That's not this kind of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, no, I didn't know you could cheat in online dating. Check out our Brandon other channel for that conversation. That's right. um, <laughs> no, I hate online cheating. Like, that's really why I don't play online anymore. Like, Call of Duty, the first couple of weeks is fine until people figure out the cheats, and then all of a sudden people come through walls and shit. And or shooting they, dogs out of their guns. Well, that's, that's pretty obvious. But that's there's just a point where they're like, you shoot them in the head like 12 times a shotgun, they run off, and you're like, the fuck? So that just ruins it. Um, there's even like the manual cheats, like the little red dot things you can hang from your TV. And, like, there's no way to tell if somebody's using that, but if you need that, then just go eat a bag of dicks because a whole bag of Peter's. whole yep. fucking bag. Yep. All right, I know you're going to be the outlier. You're like, I love cheating. Well, you play a lot of PC games, so you deal with mods and stuff like that. Like, what are your feelings on those? Well, um, I think online cheaters are equally hated. It's across the board, um, but on PC gaming, it's even worse. Than it is on console. Games. I have heard on PC gaming, it's a lot easier to get, uh, you know, like a hex code injector, or it's a lot easier to, which changes how the game talks with the server, so you can manipulate. Oh, is that like that glitch walking shit? Kind of. Okay. You can push yourself through windows, walls. You can get yourself good guns, uh, monies. You know, same thing with like even cell phone games. People do is like you play the cell phone games where you build. Oh yeah. Thing, but people give themselves like infinity money, kind of stuff. To where they could just fuck everybody else. Oh, those bastards! And um, but they, see, but what I think that ruins the game for a lot of people, or ruins the game for everybody involved. And I think it definitely ruins the game for them. I think they're wasting their money and they're wasting their time. It's a hobby. I mean, it's a, apparently a great way to learn code, you know, by breaking it down. And I'll, you know, if, I'll, any day of the week, I'll say, hey, if you learn something, you've learned something. But you've just ruined the game for the other, you know, eleven people in a twelve-man match or yeah. on Counter Strike. You've just ruined the game for me. I'll, I won't play Counter Strike again because it's just how bullshit it is, you know. And I know some of it's skill because Counter Strike is very twitchy. When I played, it was just a lot of really shitty treats. So where's the limit though? Do you guys think that mods are cheats? Well, so on PC gaming, there's I, I play Arma Three, and there's that game is just mods, mods, mods. Um, None, none of the mods I use make the game any different. They just add different weapons. It keeps the same level. And even actually going as far to make the game harder um, by adding in a medic, medical system where I actually have to know how to you know, triage a wound you know, in the middle of you know, whatever's going on at the time, you know, making, the, making that harder. But there's also cheat mods that gives you a AK-47 that shoots minigun. Like, you know, th those, those kinds of things. There's cheat mods. The same That's thing with XCOM. Um, <laughs> XCOM 2 has a lot of mods in it, but there are some cheat mods. There's mods that allow you to go into combat with 10 guys instead of the maximum eight, you know. And that, you know, that changes the complete dynamic of the game. Yep. Um, and it, it's all about, but when it comes down to single player, though, um, I think that it's your game, it's your enjoyment, and if you want to deny yourself the challenge, if you want to play the game yeah, I mean, you want to play, it's your by life, all means, you I'll admit, it, my first playthrough for Fallout 4, I did cheat a little bit, but that was just to get oh, fucking screws. Oh, you cheated. No, it was to get oh, screws. Oh, you cheated. Cheating is a cheater. I found all my screws. So I don't fuck, you found your screws. You know what they say, once a cheater, always a cheater. And see, that's actually where I feel, 
in cheating in general. So I don't like online cheating. I don't like single player cheater. If you want to, if you want to cheat, go for it. Don't tell me about it. Don't ever show me your game. Don't ever be like, look at this, look at my character. Don't show me how cool your guns are because you, if you've cheated in one portion of the game, it takes it down. Yeah, your entire game is now cheating. Oh, what about uh, Two- Pokemon? And you're like allergic to cheaters. That's, like, no, that's exactly like- where that stems from. Actually, is because I do. Peter and I do tournament play for Pokemon. If you have used a cheat system in your DS, your DS is banned from tournaments. But it's tournaments. basically like... As it should like be. Chlamydia. Like, if you have a cheated Pokemon and you just trade that to, like, one of our systems, then your whole system is infected and can be, like, banned. Yeah, like, you should so You see, have to get rid of the Pokemon, though, because no, I think... No, you can, they can ban your whole system. They can ban your DS, your game, your Pokemon. Like, That's savage. Yeah. Literally, everything can be... Like, it, like you said, it is literally like a disease. But, it, like... That, no way to, know. to me, you know, that takes away the advance to like for Pokemon specifically. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I would never cheat. I mean, before a long time ago, when I had a Pokemon game, someone Game would, Shark, someone game would, shark. someone that was uh, giving me Pokemon that were like hacked Pokemon. I thought it was like real cool. It's like I didn't know you could have a Pokemon named Batman that doesn't normally have fly, but it has fly in this one, you know. And then you know, starting to realize that hey, this, you know, they were unfair. They had their EV values were just off the charts. We're talking like way past to like two fifty, like two. 50, you know, 255 ranges is absolutely insane. And that's, you know, to me, why I'm not going to use that against somebody. I didn't want them. I got rid of them. You know, I had them in a box, deleted them all out of the box. Um, but to counter back into my own point with Fallout, yep. I've created, when I cheat, I create two safes. The untarnished one, and the tarnished one. See, for you, if you showed me that, you could be like, look at my untarnished character, and I'd be interested. If you showed exactly. me that cheated I have, character, I, have, I don't care. But what I found, though, and I, I do it I do it often enough to where, like, sometimes I, like, you know, halfway through a game, I'm like, well, you know, example, I beat XCOM. I beat XCOM 2. I beat it, you know, once, and then I, you know, every time you play through, it's differently. So the second time, I'm like, well, I'm going to see what would have happened if I played through this way. So I put some cheats to get me to a normal place where I was just to kind of change my characters and how it works so I could play a different way and learn the game. I'm not going to take that online. I'm not going to say, hey, look at these achievements that I got because you don't get the achievements for it at that right. point. Turning achievements off is a great way to deter cheaters because it's like once you cheat, your your achievements are gone. They're gone for they're good. A lot of games do that, but some games don't. I actually saw the best one, and I think it may have been on The Sims. No, it couldn't have been on The Sims because people use cheat codes all the time. It was some PC game. It was Sims style. And basically, if you put in a cheat code... Um, there was like one little thing in the screen. It was basically like a TV or something that just had static. And basically, once you put in a cheat code, that static would stay. So once you move, the static would draw a line. And that is awesome. And get to the point where your entire screen was just static and you couldn't see anything. There's a lot of games that do that game. with like piracy protection. Yep. They'll let you play like through like 70% of the game and like a pig won't move out of the way of a door or something. Or uh, the piracy for Serious Sam where you play through the first level at the very end. There's a super invincible like giant yep. like scorpion that comes at you screaming the whole time. You mm-hmm. can't kill it no matter what you do. <laughs> can't, you can't even kill it with cheats. It's the most brilliant thing ever. It's so it's yep. funny. Yeah. That, that, you know, that's piracy. But like when it comes to cheating, though, I think that if you are honestly, if you're doing it to have fun, like in Grand Theft Auto, if you're doing it and it's single player and it's in your own environment and you're not affecting the environment, because example, I played Borderlands 2 online uh, and I had an open party because I used to like to play with people. Some guy randomly gets in 99 everything, grabs me, get, just pops down a weapon with 99 everything. I'm like, why do I want this? This takes... 
the entire fun out of getting the loot in the game. Yep. It takes the entire fun of getting to the end of the game and finding those rares, farming, you know, the the the, the Terramorphous, you know, that was fun, like the end yeah. game boss. It gets rid of the whole game. Why to me, would it's I like do- that stigma that once you've cheated though, I can't like unsee it. You know, no, like, no, 100%. Yeah, like, no, like you said, and even if, a like, cheater, I know you say you're very, like, diligent with, like, and you restrain yourself from using it online, but just even, like, knowing that you cheat on some games, like, but I, I, I never, I've never, like, I never do it to the actual, like, you, you gotta understand, like, I never do it to the end. I sure, never, but like you said, though, like, with Fallout, you said, like, oh, I needed screws. Like, and that's a tiny little thing, but then one day you're like, oh, I finished Fallout, I got the Platinum Trophy. I'm gonna like doubt it. I'll be like, "Well, how many Maybe screws didn't did you have steal?" Screws. Yeah. Well, with Fallout though, it actually will say on the save if it's a cheat save, I believe. Sure. It says, says it says it right there. And I don't think. But you then achievements I'd have to question like everything at that point. Well, you can yeah. get well what he's saying is you you won't get any of the achievements well, like if the, if he does any of those things. So example. he wouldn't get that platinum, well, for like, example. But then there's like if you use obviously like dev cheats like a dev console or the anything like that to cheat that turns off the achievements sure but you can still hack the game and still keep achievements going well, that's true that's well, true again, I think it just stems huh? from why Peter w- and I yeah right why would I do that like, sure no. like I get it but, but it, like, just, it stems from Peter and I doing those tournaments with Pokemon and once again like with Pokemon it is so like it's, it is one little bad. thing can literally break my entire DS from tournament play so mm-hmm. we have that stigma as like one cheated thing Everything's invalid. Yeah, yeah plus you see couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Like, couldn't like agree the more. first uh, girl Anthony played had like six shiny Pokemon. Like a whole team was shiny, and it was exactly the team she wanted. And I was like, bullshit. But like, somehow it got through. Oh, bullshit. Yeah, some things always get through. Like, but you're just like, I don't even want to play with you. Like, so then. If we're talking about, you know, the the thing you talked about, that static thing, or if you cheat, uh, you know, the static thing comes across the screen. Uh, if I could have a moment, um, my favorite thing I've ever seen a game developer do when it comes to cheating would be, would be Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt. Uh, in the very beginning of the game, in the first town that you're in, the first area, you can sit there and farm the cows over and over and over again for the leather, and you could sell the leather for like a stupid amount of gold. Um, well, they patched it really quick because people kept doing that. And if you killed like three or four cows in a row and then you slept or, or you meditated and waited for the night to come more cows would spawn if you did that more than like two or three times this impossible boss came out of nowhere as this big nasty huge creature that you never see anywhere else in the game that I've ever saw anyway but see to me that's and that's cheating because if you're the, farming yeah if, yeah if the game developer has like made, designed the game that way you're not breaking the game you're not going outside the rules that they've set then that's not cheating. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because they've set the rules that if you kill a cow, you get leather. You can then take that leather and sell it. Right. And if you they've be- set those cows to respawn, that's the, the environment you've okay, But isn't that isn't that farming though? It's farming. But that's that's not farming. Cheating. That's not cheating. That's fine. It's the same. Like people always complain, like in Call of Duty, like, oh, you're camping, you're cheating. Like, no, I can camp what in this what game about, because so it's built this way. With that though, you probably never. Did you ever play Halo One? Yeah. Okay, you all played Halo One. Of course. Oh yeah. Blood Gulch. Oh, yeah. There was a ledge on the red side that you could only get to by flipping a warthog up to on that ledge. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. So if you jump and get on that ledge, you are untouchable, and you can just snipe the other base from there. Is that cheating? Nope. Because you're not breaking the confines. They should patch it or do something if they want to, but that's the confines of the game. Like... It's People a board game with, with Destiny. Same lot. with the board game. It's the rules that are set, and if you stay within those rules, then that's fine. What about uh, Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time? The Water Temple boss, Morpha. If you get oh to the God. top level in the very corner, he can't reach you no matter what. Nope, that's not cheating. Okay. 
I would say that's being stra- strategic. That's being strategic. Uh, I can think of one uh, it's like one a- clipping thing we did on Destiny <laughs> against the boss. There's so, all kinds of different yeah. things you could do, like where you could uh, like, push Atheon off the friggin' ledge. Yeah, like, exactly. Could, there was like certain areas you could go to where people couldn't shoot you. But the thing is, is the developers found that and they patched yeah. a lot of that stuff. I mean, technically, that's glitching, not cheating. And that did take some of the fun out of it for us. But isn't but glitching cheating? I think glitching is definitely cheating. That's, because no. I think that's imagine some semantics. Playing, imagine you're playing Call of Duty and all of a sudden you get a sniper shot from outside the map just because the dude knew exactly where to crouch a thousand times. Nope, not cheating. That's not cheating. He's nope. outside of the no. map. To me, the, the line develop. is like, once you start breaking open XML and text files like, and start coding so, crap, so like, you're that's thinking cheating. Cheating is specifically breaking the game. Yeah, to, breaking to, the rules of the game. become advantage from. Exactly. Okay. Well, what about mods that make the game harder? It's still like a form of cheating. Now, it depends if, like, why are you doing it? You know what I mean? So if it's like your armor thing, like you said, like, that's cool. You're adding something. But at the same like, time... Like Longest War for the original XCOM. It changes the way the game functions on a very fundamental le- level to make the game last longer, be harder, and make you think more... Uh, into it then no that's different for me like there's mods like so f- as far as i'm concerned with mods if they're like aesthetic like oh the map looks different or the now shows the roads to me that's not cheating if the mod lets you take like three or four extra companions then that's obviously cheating fair so, enough like it depends how like the advantages um like stardew valley there's a pokemon mod i have no problem with i haven't installed it but that, there's no problem with that you're just making the animals look different you know that's not cheating but once you have an advantage from it then that's that's obviously yeah cheating. once you have pokemon following you and doing stuff for you that's cheating yeah that's not the way the game was meant to be played cool it's the same as a board game so like we could play monopoly or we could go get our amiibos yeah. and play monopoly with the amiibos doesn't make a damn difference to the game but playing with a d20 may Sure. May make a difference. Exactly. Yeah. So. <laughs> or it's just like in D and D when uh, you're, you're DMing and your brother thinks he's fucking smart and he keeps rolling that dice and I'm like, "What you get?" And he's like, uh, "I got a 17." I'm like, "No, you fucking didn't." You <laughs> <piece of> shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's fucking cheating. There are people who spend a lot of time on these games, so I feel cheating is almost like somebody telling a story and you changing their story. No. I'm, I'm I can agree with I, that. I don't cheat until I beat the game. Yep. It was Fallout because I was just was, the reason I got all the screws was legitimately just to work through what the items because it doesn't tell you what the end is on I the found items. all my screws. No, fuck you, yeah. your screws. Yeah. <laughs> I beat the game without That's cheats. Where I, I have a whole screws. fucking playthrough. Without I don't cheats. even know. But it was just. <laughs> can't me, trust I guess, you. I guess the advantage was the knowledge that I gained from it is because building those guns with my stats, it doesn't tell you what the stats of the gun are going to be until you build it. And I wanted to see if it was going to be better than what I had. But even that, now you have knowledge. That most now you don't. won't waste your screws by accident because yeah. you knew what it was going to be. Would. You Me, the game I would have wasted my screws and lesson learned. You're playing the game differently than you would have because you now have that knowledge. I guess you're, I guess you're right. I stand by the <laughs> What if I had the fucking strategy guide, though? Is that cheating? Because I have all the knowledge. I, I absolutely think strategy guides are cheating. No. I, d- I personally do. That opens a whole... We'll, we'll discuss that Another maybe next, t- the next podcast. That's a, I, that, I think that's a very valid point, though. Like I said, we'll, we'll, cause that's a whole, that's a whole old, different can of worms. Agreed. We'll do that next podcast, you guys. We'll do strategy guides. Are they worth it? But I think we should go into the people who do this. We should do our developer okay. shout out. Developer shout. Thank you for making the 
these games. We appreciate your hard work. James, you're going to have our developer shout out. I do indeed. Let me go ahead and uh, pull it up because I don't want to make sure I mispronounce his name. Uh, it's very hard to pronounce Steve. So um, our developer this week uh, is going to be from uh, Techland. Uh, of course, you know they make the uh, the Dying Light series or the Dying Light game, the Dead Island series. Um, they're also a little less likely known uh, is they also made the Call of Juarez games. Um, not, the, not the cartel, but they made uh, uh, the first one and Bound, by, Bound in Blood. Um, both I thought were decent personally, but um, this week we're calling out Steve the Zombie uh, as uh, our developer of the week for his shout out for all of his hard work that he's done with uh, Techland, bringing us all those excellent games. I, for one, am a huge fan of zombie games. Uh, I loved Dying, uh, uh, Dying Light and Dead Island both. Uh, I think Dying Light is a better game, but uh, thank you very much, Steve the Zombie. We appreciate you putting these games out, putting them into our homes, and as a side note, we love the way you treat gaming and, and gamers in general, especially when it came to your water campaign. That was that was brilliant. So My thank heroes. you very much. Dying Light was a really good game. Yep, it was. It really was. is. I have not played it. I still what? play it. I still play it. It Dude, was. The so I good. really, really wanted to. I actually. I'd be willing to pick it up again. I actually. I'll play with you guys. I still have it. And I guess I watched a whole walkthrough of the game on YouTube because I was very interested in playing Cheater. it, and I enjoyed what I watched, and I wanted to pick it up. I just did not want to get on a PC, and I didn't have a PlayStation Four at the time. But now that I do, I will buy it. See, I thoroughly enjoyed like this development team because you got to watch the progression and watch them learn so like uh, dead absolutely. islands like honestly i was not a dead island fan like i'll say nope. it, i thought the concept was there it just the game was just repetitive it was boring it was literally like pressed like it was just wasn't there for me i personally hated the characters that's i mean just like i said <laughs> core idea of the game was there it yeah. just the game itself didn't deliver for me i'm so glad we like stopped zombie games for a while yeah so nice. But I then, think you have to every once in a while. But then I got to watch them take a step forward, learn, and then put out the game that they originally wanted, which was Dying Light. And um, having better backers. Yep. yep. So for me, that was just really cool to watch a development team grow, watch them take that step, listen to, you know, what the fans wanted, you know, kind of be able to put out what they wanted with a stronger console. And to me, like, that's what, like, you guys do. Like, you guys have this art. You guys get better every time you do stuff. And, like, a company who can truly do that, truly innovate, grow, make new things happen... Amazing, you guys. Techline, great job. Who Thank do you, you voodoo, bitch? We, here at Fat Item Gaming, and in Searches 4, we love you. Absolutely. I'll go play your game. Hearts. All right, and James, we're, gonna keep it, we're just going to keep you rolling because you also have our question de wico. Question de wico. Uh, so this week we had a lot of questions from the community. Uh, they mostly focused around um, our last question um, last week was talking about the division. So for this week, we're going to go with something a little bit different. Um, Jason Hume uh, asked us... Um, what do we feel? Do we feel it's safe enough now? Because I know for a while there, a lot of people didn't feel comfortable doing it uh, to put our credit and our debit cards into our consoles when it comes to buying, you know, online credits, games, uh, you know, packs, that kind of stuff. Oh, oh. Um, I know personally, I used to do it myself, uh, but I got a little nervous after the, all the hacks and stuff, so I took them all out of there. And uh, so, what does everybody think? I mean, what do you guys like think? You think it's safe? I'm, I'm talking straight to you, Mister Question. <laughs> it is safe. Do it. Put it online, and you know what? If it gets stolen, you thank them for it. No, I'm just joking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> truly, though, I think it is safe. Uh, like I discuss all the time, I pretty much just buy digitally now. It's pretty much the way I go with it. And this. you do it with your debit or credit card? I do it with my, de my debit card. is saved on my PlayStation. I think it's absolutely not safe, and it doesn't matter. Like, nothing in life is safe. Just do it and watch your bank account like a normal person. Yeah, being yep. paranoid. That's, and that's where I'm at. Like, it is as safe as it needs to be. 
if somebody's going to hack into my PlayStation to get my account, what's to keep them from hacking into my Amazon account? What's to keep them from hacking into... To keep into them from pickpocketing your wallet. Yeah. Like, come on. Just I I, uh, I actually have uh, personal experience with this. I used to be a fraud early warning specialist for Citibank. Oh, really? Um, so I know all about fraud because the whole like three-month course before you do it is they teach you how to commit it so you can stop it. And I can guarantee you they already have it. Yeah, they'll probably have all all of ours. They probably, you know, they have they have yours. Um, and what it is is you just have when you get these leaks, you get list of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of card numbers that just go down and down and down. But the thing that they don't have is your personal information, your address, your uh, your social security number, your you know your pin, the, the, your pin number. Um, and those, some of those are the, the CVC code, but there are algorithms where you can deduce the CVC code, and honestly, there's only... That being the uh, uh, the three digits on the back, right? Yes, the three, the three digits on the back. Chances are they already have it, um, and if you haven't seen any f- fraud or you know uh, errant transactions on your account, there's a good chance that they either, one, haven't gotten that far down the list or selected it and couldn't hack get it. The most pertinent information, the most sensitive information that you can give somebody is honestly your address because so much stuff is tied to your address. Think about uh, a long time ago, there used to be surveys. Like you, you used to, oh, enter this raffle. We just want to go ahead and get your address. You know what they would do with that address a long time ago? They would take it and they would sell it. And then that you would just get mail after mail and the mail. And that's where you get junk mail from. And I've junk seen mail. a lot like working at a phone store. Uh, I had a few people who come in and they're like, I'm not getting phone calls. Like, my phone just doesn't ring. I can make phone calls, but my phone doesn't ring. And they don't get mail either, funnily enough. So you check their phone and they have call forwarding on. Somebody has, like, forwarded their phone calls. And with their address, you can go online and just forward their mail. So they forward their mail. They request a new debit card pin. It gets forwarded to the address address of the person. And they get it. Like, they're going to get your shit if they want it. They're going to find a way. It doesn't matter how secure it is. Like, I have my PlayStation set up for PayPal. Yeah, that's how um, I have mine so, on my PlayStation. You know, my credit card information isn't technically on my PlayStation but even itself. If, like, my Xbox hacked, has my card, You have though. PayPal's but protection, and you have Visa's yeah. protection, or MasterCard's. Like, they'll so, charge back all that stuff. So what it comes down to, unless you're keeping your money in a bag with a dollar sign on it under your bed, yep. it's safe <laughs> enough to put online. I just think it kind of comes down to you that. You just need to like, look at your my, statements more than once a month. We're you're, not, like, you're one, in you're the one 80s anymore. out of a billion people with a you know, there's people have multiple credit cards. Seven so, billion. You know, seven billion, but not everyone has credit cards, though. That's why I'm saying you're one out of a billion people, <laughs> you know, being maliciously targeted. You're more likely to be maliciously targeted by a family member than you are just some random jack off in Thailand. So do it. Um, and if it happens, you have so much protection behind you. We have so many things in place that will stop you from losing that money. It may be temporary only, loss. Only if you're paying attention. Yeah, pay you wait absolutely. Until, like, that, the, like, the there's first, like mortgages out in your yeah. name and stuff. Like you're gonna have a hard time. It is like, under it, at a certain point. It is on you to protect yourself. Yeah. Yeah. it's as simple as that. No, of course. The of first course. line against fraud is reading your bank statements. You have mobile apps now. Look at them once a week. Make sure everything in the last week has been you. Yep. The things you do. Yep. If you need to track your receipt, use your. Uh, use your check your, um, your your balance a checkbook if you need to, but pay attention. The first thing that you have is you. Yeah. So I mean, honestly, like all in all, I think uh, 
put it online, you guys. I think it was a really good question, though. I think yeah, it absolutely. Might be That's a very good question. question. I think it's something maybe a lot of people uh, think about, struggle with. Uh, the networks have been hacked before. People have had their identity stolen, credit card. At the end of the day, like we were saying, it's as safe as you make it, really. You need to pay attention, take care of but it. Don't be afraid to put your stuff on there. Just, yep. just, just be an old person. Do your due yeah. diligence, you guys. Yeah, it's the same principle as checking your McDonald's bag after you get out of the drive-thru. Just so, check it. You guys here at Fat Island Gaming, we love your questions. Yep. You can post your question in the comments below if you'd like it. Thank you, or Jason. go to fatgaming.com forward slash questions. Leave your question there, you guys. We'll read them. And next week, you might get to hear four random people scream about it. Thanks for joining us, you guys. Go check out Fat Island Ga- or FatGaming.com. Not fat, that sounds stupid. FatIslandGaming.com. Dumb. <laughs> FatGaming.com. Check it out, you guys. Tons of great stuff there. Check out our buddies at Insert Disc 4. Check out all of our videos on YouTube. Fat Island Gaming. Find it there. We're a little pig symbol. Got a lot out. of great stuff coming. Um, you guys, we have the store. We have sweet shirts. Look at that shirt. Look at that shirt. Mugs. Look at these mugs. And an insert disc shirt Josh's. that she's not wearing because yeah. uh, we're not selling Do- Dragon Ball Z shirts. So you guys I'm catch us up next time, and we'll see you soon. Hey, take it easy, guys. See Bye. ya. Bye.